Wouldn't it be helpful if someone took the time to translate today's teen culture for you? You know, the latest cultural trends, the media and technology revolutions, even the buzzwords that are being used, and then gave you a weekly briefing on what was happening. Well, that's exactly what my guest today, David Eaton, CEO and founder of Access, does as a way of helping all of us who are running fast and trying to more effectively raise the next generation. Stay tuned to this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them as we seek to influence the next generation. Get equipped to conquer the challenges, summit the peak, and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. We call it Ancient Future Education for Raising the Next Generation. Welcome to Basecamp Live. Now your host, Davies Owens. Well, welcome to Basecamp Live. Davies Owens here on the line with David Eaton, CEO and co-founder of Axis. Welcome, David. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing hey, great. I love what you guys do. You know, I was th- saying the whole metaphor of base camp is we're trying to climb up this Mount Everest, raise the next generation. We get tired and weary along the way. We circle around the campfire of base camp. We get strategies and resources. And if I can't, if I can leave anybody to have around the campfire, it would be you guys doing what you're doing with Axis because you're all about translating the crazy culture into the world of our parents. So tell us where this idea we're, come we're from. We're not even around the campfire. We're like your Sherpa. Like, <laughs> well, I'll take that. Everest or Kenya or, you know, Kilimanjaro, you know, you can't do it alone or else you freeze to death. And that's not fun. No one likes freezing to death, uh, dying alone in the cold. So no. yeah, Axis just exists to be the Sherpa <laughs> that comes alongside schools and churches and families and... <laughs> Maybe so, does some of the heavy lifting in certain areas so you can yeah. focus time and energy to enjoying the journey with your yeah. teenager. So your mission is parents are part of it. I read parents need to build bridges over the waters of pop culture, technology trends, and teen jargon in order to effectively connect with their team, with their kids. I'm like, absolutely. How do we do that? You guys are the bridgers. Yeah. 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 That's, we're just a bunch of millennials. Uh, there's 26 of us who wake up every morning thinking about teen culture we are not experts in parenting at all, but we're experts in teenagers because we were that very recently and we spend a lot of time with teens. We actually speak to 25,000 teenagers every year face to face. And so we just really believe in the power of the parent relationship. There is no one more leveraged, efficient, awesome, influential in the next generation's life than their mother or father. Then follow that up with their grandmother and grandfather. And then there are cool institutions like schools and churches who surround these families and gets to serve them as well. So our calling is just um, if if you think of um, if C.S. Lewis and Snapchat made a baby, they would name their baby Axel. So we are studying timeless theological ideas in the Bible, et cetera, but also saying, what does that have to do with the world that's going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Like. And so if, and to really just say, Hey, here's how you understand the foreign language and the foreign land of, of teenagers. Yeah. So you can enter into it. The, one of the worst things, uh, and I guess we'll give you some of our secrets at the end and, uh, you know, a handful of tools throughout, but if you're going to influence your teen, you have to have that certain level of appreciation. Just imagine if you're going to go on a, go to a foreign country, right? Um, and the first thing you do is you, you land and you get off and you say, Oh, that food sucks. And, that clothing's awful and you guys you know like you think things are and so all of a sudden instead of like taking this posture of learning and appreciation and wanting to understand you're just going and condemning and judging everything instantly instead of trying to say i want to appreciate like what do you love about this yeah and so um we're just 
at Access, we get to appreciate the things that are happening in student culture and also look at opportunities to say, hey, like, it may have been sold a bill of goods. You know, this sounds like a good news, but it's not. Let me show you how the gospel can enter in and redeem and, yeah. and invite you into a greater mission. I love that, David. You know, we are... Um as parents in classical Christian schools, I think, you know, we love the, this phrase, this Latin phrase, in loco parentis, so that we are the school just here under the authority of the parent. And you're right, the church is there. But the reality is that even if our kids are in an amazing K-12 program, I call it the 301 program, or the problem at, you know, 301, the bell rings, school is out. And while we don't have the phones on and the, and the media pounding our kids, the minute 301 happens, they are just as susceptible as every other kid out there. And a lot of the things that we want for our kids as you you know your your mission is we want these kids to love Jesus we want them to absolutely know and understand and love him and those pressures are coming right at our kids and if we're going to have a conversation with them how do we do that and i think that's the thing that you help like with a cultural translator tool all of a sudden i am able to surprise my kids at dinner by going hey i heard this word <laughs> hey dad how did you know that <laughs> Yeah, we, we call it join the conversation. If you're, uh, there's nothing, I mean, there's just an amazing thing that happens when parents and their teenagers can communicate and understand each other. Yeah. And so, like you said, we have a resource. It's called the Culture Translator. If you go to axis.org, A-X-I-S.org slash CT for Culture Translator, it is a weekly newsletter that takes about four minutes to read. And it just says, here are things that you may not have known about, and here's ways to have conversations about it. Mm. And so, and, and as one dad said to us, you help me join the conversation that culture is already having with my kid. Yeah. So if your kids are in a classical school, classical education, hallelujah, I'm, that's, yeah. that's really great. And then like you said, at 301, there's an entire different non-classical education that our kids are having via their smartphones, via the rectangles in their life, via their peers, social media, whatever, whatever the scary thing is. Yeah. So Axis gets to serve in that area to say, hey, did you know that KYS stands for kill yourself? Did you know that broccoli means weed? Did you know that Kendrick Lamar just got a Pulitzer? And instead of just walking into the foreign country and just throwing things and saying, this is so dumb, I can't believe you believe that, to, to enter in with that posture of curiosity, that posture of, you know, the grammar logic rhetoric, you know, mm -hmm. so you can understand how to reason and then also have that great conversation is huge. Mm. So, I mean, for us, that's the, so if, if you're a parent with an eight to 18 year old, a grandparent of an eight to 18 year old, go to the culture translator. It will save you so much time, but you'll also feel less embarrassed and also feel like, wow, like that's what that means. I get to disciple my kid, outsource that to your, Sher your yeah. Sherpas. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we can resource you for that face-to-face -face discipleship. Well, and you guys also have these things, like these parent guides. I guess that tool is another amazing resource. So, you know, a lot of kids, again, those listening, it depends if you get young grammar school kids. I think you have a lot more. <laughs> You're, you have a little different world. I've got a, a college freshman, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and we are pretty... I think on the on the whole pretty insulated family, but at the same time, our kids live in the world, and you know there are movies out, there's TV shows like you know the, I thought it was interesting. You guys they went on Stranger Things, you know that's a pretty popular teen Netflix show. Kids are watching it. Like, okay, how do we talk to our kids about it? And if you think I think maybe in the past you could police everything, and where you could feel like I really know the influences that are showing up in my in my kids' world, and that, that's not the case now. For for example. Um, uh, 13 reasons 13 reasons why very popular Netflix show targeted towards teens all about uh, teen suicide yep. and bullying 
etc. And so a dad said, wow, that I was talking to this dad and he says, wow, that's pretty, um, seems like pretty heavy. Maybe I'll watch the first, um, you know, the first episode of it on Netflix. And then I will go see if I want to watch it with my daughter. So they watched the first episode. They're like, man, this is pretty grisly, but uh, you know, I want to, I want to watch that with my junior in high school. So she, he goes to the junior in high school, his daughter and says, Hey, let's watch this together. What do you think about that? She's like, dad, I've already watched that. <laughs> right. And she's like, dad, I watched that a month ago. That I came watched out. The yeah. Thing. Yeah. And, and later on, he even finds out that the way that she watched it was she opened her own Netflix account for a 30 day free trial. And she hopped in there. And so this dad was playing catch up saying, you know, here was this great opportunity, very intentional dad to have that conversation with his daughter and to like experience something and deal with the issues of sin and evil and suicide and bullying. Yet he felt like that had already been taken away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that I think we're always feeling that in general as parents, how do we connect and stay, stay current. So that's, that's the spirit of what you guys are doing. And um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to ask one of my favorite questions is, Hey, David, you and I are on a flight. We got 10 minutes. Tray tables are about to go up. You and I start talking and I, and I hear what you're doing and you find out I'm a dad of three. And I want to know what can I do? What are the, what's the best practices you can give me for that plane land? So we're going to take a quick break and come right back with David Eaton. Hi, I'm Steve Dace. So if you're looking for a summer worldview camp, this is the place to be. July 16th through the 20th, we're going to encourage your kids to become the next generation of cultural leaders. We've got pastors like Douglas Wilson, filmmakers, cultural critics and commentators like myself and Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire. Sign up at calledconference.ninja. Again, Moscow, Idaho, July 16th through the 20th, Called Conference. Dot ninja. Well, welcome back to Basecamp Live here on the line. David Eaton and I are talking about the work he's doing with Access. Super important, translating from our generation to the world of our kids. So, David, the flight is about to land. Ten minutes. I'm an eager dad. Um, help me out. What What are some wisdom points you can give me to be a better parent? Yeah, I think we could talk about smartphones. That's not a problem, David. That's clearly not an issue for any kid. That's that. I mean, because it just feels like parents. All the parents I know just feel like that is the least amount of friction in their life. You know, like smartphones aren't the battleground at all. (laughs) I had a dad once tell me years ago. I'll never forget. He said, "Yeah, I got a phone for my daughter so I could pick her up after soccer." And I realized basically I gave her a snake in a box, and I didn't even know it. So wow, yeah, it's like Pandora's box, right? So I think as we're talking about an idea of some advice or things that we've learned from incredible parents around the world. Let's just use the rectangle of the smartphone in our pocket as a great way to start about start talking about that. Um, because I feel like that's where there's a lot of pain. And so if you're a parent who's on this and you haven't gotten your kid a phone yet, that's great. My, my challenge to you is that you should get them at some point and walk them through what I'm about to tell you. If you're a parent who's already gotten your kid a smartphone and you got it to him and said, what could go wrong? And you handed, handed her a snake in the box. Um, maybe you can hear some of these ideas, again, things that we've learned from parents and what we've seen on the road as something that will give some structure and maybe some postures that you can have as you kind of head back into something that's a little more sober instead of out of control. Instead of just giving them like this giant new universe that fits in their pocket. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, we were talking about this, Davies. Um, as a parent, you always want to make sure that you're not just teaching your kids the answer to the test. 
And man, I hope I'm not getting too personal with classical schools or any incredibly rigorous school, but you want them to understand the heartbeat behind it. And so at Axis, we saw very early on that there were so many kids who could answer all the right questions to their Bible exam, but their heart still loved evil. They couldn't wait to experiment with it. And to me, I just thought that's because they were given too narrow of a picture. Hmm. And so, uh, for example, if we're talking about smartphones, you don't want to just start off by saying, this is how a smartphone is bad. That, that always stinks to be that person in the conversation. You want to start off by saying, let's talk about all the good things, all the amazing things about it, then slide into and say what's challenging with it. So, again, I think conversation number one and uh, advice as the, pl- oh, the plane's getting close to landing. I got to hurry up. <laughs> To say, um, you want to have a biblical worldview here? And so you start off by saying nothing is neutral. Mm -hmm. Everything (laughs) is very good. God made the world very, very, very good. And then everything is under this curse as well. And then as you look at how how Jesus uh, became fully human and like redeemed the world, uh, killed our, you know, like took away the penalty of sin, et cetera. Um, and showed us a new way to live and be human, things can be redeemed. So you want to have that first conversation of how is it good, how is it cursed, and how can it be redeemed? Mm. All of a sudden, you've just blown your kid's mind and expanded it out mm. there. So before you get your kids their phone, you want to talk about those things. After they have the phone, you want to ease that conversation back in and not just be like, hey, here's all the bad things about it, the end. All right. Um, that's you know, that's I, great. Yeah. No, that's so, good. Go, keep going. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe maybe a bit off more we could chew to hit these other three conversation points, but I think it's I think it's huge as the landing gear are now going down. <laughs> well, apparently you know, there's some I, there's some I air like, traffic. Like, we're, we're going for another uh, lap here on the air traffic uh, <laughs> delay. So go ahead. We've got a few minutes. So. <laughs> Ooh, close call. I think yeah. the airplane analogy is great. Is like what is an airplane for? Yeah, there you go. What is, what is any piece of technology for? What is a smartphone for? Yeah. So as a parent, again, to be able to say, you know. And again, this is the biggest battleground we see between teens and their parents right now. You hand them this amazing tool and you just don't give it any yeah. boundaries or any shape. And so the, the idea is to say, what what is this for? And it actually reminds me of, uh, I remember I was, at a, I was teaching at a classical Christian school and I saw all their kids um, recite the Roald Dahl thing, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory about mm-hmm. Yeah. Oompa Loompa's talking about how TVs will just destroy your imagination. <laughs> and so, again, it's it's the idea of what is the ongoing conversation and what's that actually like? What is this What is this um, Swiss army knife? Yeah. I mean, that's what the phone is, right? It's a new Swiss army sure. knife. I well, I love um, I love the way in another one of the things you've written. You guys talk a lot about it's it's you're not framing it on the negative. You're framing it on hey, we want you to live the good life. What are your hopes and dreams? And then how what, how does this decision perhaps limit you from the very thing that you want. So it kind of all of a sudden becomes personal and it should matter to them. Yeah. Just, just dream with them so much and maybe not even talk about the pitfalls and ditches out of fear. So they don't even have an appetite for that because mm. they're so busy dreaming about the mission of the gospel and the opportunities they have. Now, sure. You might want to say, Hey, you need to put your seatbelt on or else you're going to fly out of this car if you get in an accident. But at the same time, you want to talk more about the joy of following Jesus and the goodness that that ties us into. Um, when uh, conversation three that I think is really important with smartphones, um, since I'm hijacking this conversation, keep going. This is, is good. Yeah, is basically we're on a journey with the destination, and so like um, just like you wouldn't hand your kids the keys to the car when they're 16 without any training or driver's ed, and say, you know, 
good luck. You shouldn't hand them a smartphone and say what could go wrong. Like there is very much a formation process that has to happen. And for some reason, just because some other friend on the soccer team is 11 years old and they get their, you know, they get a smartphone doesn't mean your kid should. But at the same time, when you give it to them, it's just like with the driving, like driver's ed, you don't want to be in the car next to them for the rest of their life. Like you want them to self-regulate. You want to help them understand the bigger picture. And oh man, there's so many things to talk about because there are so many complexities like app stores and texting and social media and internet browsers. Um, we have content about this at Axis for sure. Um, but I think, man, again, as we're kind of landing the plane here, there is so many things. There's so it's so complicated. It's so good to dive in and say, what are each of these different things? And I'm not going to give you full access to everything. Yeah. But hopefully, by the time you're a junior or senior, you have shown that I can trust you, so that you have full access to this. But you're, that's because you're self-regulating. Yeah. Well, I love, and I think that this is a great example of many types of conversations around many subjects that you could have. But the spirit in which I hear you approaching it is. And you guys have this great formula, knowing their world plus developing their heart plus connecting with older generations equals building lifelong faith. And I think part of you got to get their heart in there, but you got to know their world. And it's 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 creating conversation. And I know you've seen the statistics. How many seconds do parents and teens actually get on a typical day to even have a conversation about something? So this is really important. <laughs> or as one girl said to us, she's in her 30s. She says, I've only had one real conversation with my dad. Wow. Like what? Like one real conversation. Yeah, I've only had one real conversation. And obviously there's going to be a lot that's lost in translation um, if you've only had one real conversation. Which brings us to the fourth conversation about smartphones. I think these can kind of be spread out across a couple, yeah. any, any technology. The final thing is I think your child needs to know that they can tell you anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so the whole time you just need, they need to know that you're going to be fair, that you love them, that you are in their corner and that they can tell you anything. And as a parent, you should practice the I'm not shocked face. When they, when your kid tells you, hey, my two friends at school, they're both girls, they were kissing each other today. Or my other guy friend is smoking weed. Or you practice that I'm not shocked face. You want them to come to you first. You want them to be able to tell you anything. And then you want them to know that you're going to be fair. And you're always introducing this theology of goodness, trying to tie them into it. Because um, you want to be the one that has tough conversations with them. And on some level, you want to become the Snapchat missionary, right? You're the one who's entering into their world. You're trying to appreciate what they, yeah. what they enjoy. And the final, the final part of my story and uh, we'll, we'll kind of tie it up from there is this young lady. She says, I've only had one real conversation with my dad and that's awful. However, there was a twinkle in her eye and she's, as she's smiling, she says, I've only had one real conversation with my dad. Pause. We've never stopped having that one conversation. Hmm. A parent can have a 60 year conversation with their kid, a grandparent, a 30 or 40 year conversation, a teacher, maybe a one year, four year conversation, youth pastor, 18 months. I mean, if Axis comes and speaks at your school, we can have a two-day conversation. Yeah. But we know that we're going to be able to reinforce um, the incredible conversations happening between a parent and their kid. We can be their Sherpa. We can be your Sherpa as mm -hmm. you're climbing this giant mountain. And so, again, you want to, you always want to frame it with the gospel, very good cursed and redemption. Ask the question, what is it for? Realize you're on a journey of independence, just like driver's ed, and let them know that you're going to be there no matter what, that they can tell you anything and maintain that heart connection. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, and that's the that's the hope. We kind of move from being the 
the cop of our kids to really kind of this consultant phase ultimately where we ideally for the rest of our lives, you know, kids are calling up and asking advice because that relationship is so they're going to have teenagers someday and they're going to call you up and you're going to be the old wise one. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, David, we, there is so much to talk about. I, again, I can't endorse enough the great cultural translator. It shows up in your inbox each week and makes you look like a genius with your kids. It's a great tool. So thanks for making that available. And if folks want to know more about you again, tell them where to find you there online and go to axis.org, axis.org. We just want to be the axis that has the intersection of faith, family, and culture. Love it. I love it. Well, thanks for being a Sherpa and a fellow marshmallow roaster around the fire today with us. We'll have to have you back on and uh, get our folks even more acquainted with what you're doing. But seriously, we really appreciate you, David. Thanks for your whole team and the great work you do. Thanks, Davies. You've been listening to Basecamp Live with Davies Owens. You know, raising the next generation isn't easy. So we hope you're refreshed and encouraged by what you've heard today. And if so, please invite others to listen. You can subscribe at BasecampLive.com. And we would invite you to join the conversation about ancient future education. Info at BasecampLive.com is that address. Please shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for joining us.